The majority of, of, of heating and air conditioning companies go out of business because of this reason. It, the guy was a great technician, great technician, and thought he could do it on his own. But he knew nothing about business. Nothing. And he found that out within the first three to six months. And then he was history. And then he went back and had to go ask for a job back. Or he went to another competitor to get a job. And that's basically how it works every single day. Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, Greg McAfee here, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Today, we're going to be talking about things that you need to do before you even consider starting your own business. Uh, it's rarely that I talk about things like this, but lately I've had a few guys uh, call me with some questions and I thought, well, that's going to be a great topic. Um, I've helped a few people get started and of course I started myself. I'll tell you more about that in a minute with $274 and a used truck. Also guys, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube or to the pod channel, feel free to do so right now uh, because each week I put out one of these and uh, I really want to see each and every one of you guys succeed and as always sleep better at night. So hit that subscribe button right there and turn on your notifications. And on every Tuesday, when I put out a new episode, you'll be one of the first to see it. Okay. So again, um, I'm starting a new business. Uh, what do I need to do? Um, and I've had uh, some emails with some questions uh, that they were getting ready to start a new business. And here's some of the questions. Are you ready? Okay. How will I fund myself and my business? And uh, that's a great question. I put it to number one because if you cannot figure that one out, um, you might as well go back to work for someone else. Because if you think you're going to just fund yourself by doing a few jobs, you're wrong. It's much more than that. Uh, Self-funding means you're taking money out of your own pocket to fund your business. That means you're going you're gonna to buy your own truck. Um, you're going to buy your equipment, you're going to buy tools, you're going you're gonna to fund yourself out of your own pocket. So how much should you have saved up? That was a question. How much should I have saved up um, in order to start my business? Now, for the most part, guys, I'm talking about trade businesses. So I'm going to be talking about um, heating and air conditioning, electrical, plumbing, lawn care, landscaping, roofing, um, you know, light um, remodeling, handyman, all that kind of stuff. Um, how much should I have saved up before I put my shingle out, before I incorporate or form an LLC? How much should I have saved up? Well, I believe you should have at least a minimum of a one-year salary, whatever you made in your last job last year, that's how much you need saved up. 
You mean I need to save a year's salary before I start my own business? Absolutely. You know why? Because it's going to be very rare, very rare that you make enough money to pay yourself what you made last year in that first year of business. Unless you have some sort of luck of a parent or someone owning a place where they say there's hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of work here. And when you open your business, I want you to do it all. I've never heard of such, but I'm sure it's possible. So number one, how will I fund myself and fund my business? So if you have at least one year's worth of the previous year's sales, or uh, I'm sorry, previous year's income saved up, you should be, you're going to be much better off. One and a half years is much better. And of course, two years is going to be better because you have no idea what you're going to run into. Um, when you, when you take that truck and you put commercial plates on it, that goes up. When you have to go out and get uh, commercial insurance for that truck, that goes up. When you have to have liability insurance and a bond and all that kind of stuff, your prices go up. Everything goes up. This is critical to your success. Saving money to start a business is critical to your success, especially if you have a family, especially. Now, I, I started um, my business at the right time. I had just gotten married. Uh, we had no kids. My wife worked, and she basically provided for us for the first year and a half because I did not take any payroll the first year and a half of being in business. And I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Number two, what market do I want to be in and who is my ideal customer? Now, these things are critical before you get started. Because granted, at the beginning, you'll do just about anything. I mentioned, I mentioned to on a blog the other day that when I first got started, I worked on things that we would never consider working on today. Uh, because I was just concerned about drawing and drawing income, getting paid something. Um, I made a lot of phone calls. I knocked on a lot of doors and my wife got off work um, somewhere around four o'clock. She was basically home by 4.30. If I was home when she um, got off work, I felt really bad. I really did. And so if I was home and I wasn't out knocking on doors or didn't have a job, um, about 4.15, I'd roll out of there and I would drive around for a half hour to 45 minutes before I got back home uh, because I just did not want her to see me home when she got home. And that's just the way I think. And I would probably do the same thing. I wouldn't do anything differently today. So what do I want this thing to look like? Am I going to work on commercial work? Am I going to work on residential? Am I going to do industrial work? What am I going to do? Um, you know, where am I going to work? Am I going to drive uh, two hours for a job or am I going to pick um, uh, a radius, a mile radius, a uh, certain mile radius around my house? Or if, if you're fortunate to be able to um, lease or own a building right away, then um, 
are, are you going to, how far away are you going to go from where your, um, where your shingles put out at? Um, what does the, um, what does your customer look like? Um, if you're doing residential work, if you're doing commercial work, there's a lot of different kind of customers. There's just a lot of different, there's shopping centers, there's doctor's offices, um, there's, you know, um, tool and die shops, um, there's office buildings, there's just all kinds of different kind of work. And you you need to choose what what am I gonna what am I gonna make this thing look like once I get enough money to say I'm actually going to make it because a very large percentage of businesses fail. A very large percentage of uh, businesses fail the first year. Um, so what's this thing going to look like? And if I'm going to work on residential, um, what's what's that look like? Um, in other words. I've told, I've told you guys before, but we're a heating and air conditioning company. That doesn't mean we work on everything um, that has to do with heating and air conditioning. Um, we don't work on boilers. We don't work on oil heat. We don't do new construction. So, and I tell people all the time, we're just as successful because of what we don't do than what we do do. And um, so you need to know if you're going to be in the residential market, um, what's that look like? And why do they need your product? Um, with their lifestyle, why do they need your product? Um, if you're in the residential market, you should know um, who you want to serve because how you advertise and market is going to depend on who you serve. Um, I'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, so it's very important to know what market do you want to be in in and what uh, what does your ideal customer look like? Number three, how are my ideas different from my competitors? These are just some things to know. Um, how are my ideas? I'm going to open up a business, and I've talked to guys that have uh, like we have about 500 heating and air conditioning companies in this small area of Dayton, Ohio, and there's 500 and probably only. 100 to 150 actually have brick and mortar. The rest are either working out of their house or garage or, or truck. Um, but they're still out there and there's 500 to choose from. So what am I going to do different? I remember when I started McAfee, I, I, knew, I knew I wanted to do a couple things different. Number one, I wanted to react quickly. I wanted to have a sense of urgency. I wanted to get to people quickly. And I, and I wanted to be, I did want to be more on the higher end of things, even from day one. Um, so just because your business uh, market is growing, doesn't mean you're guaranteed a home run when you step up to the plate. Because there are many, I, like I said, I've talked to other um, business owners in my trade, and some of them have 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 competitors. Um, now, that's, that's not necessarily competitors, but there's 3,000 more companies that do what they do. And so it's very important to decide how you're going to be different. Because if you're not any different, why should they call you? 
What makes my customer choose me over everyone else? And who are the primary competitors in your industry? Now, at McAfee, we only have two to three competitors. Um, yeah, there's 500 other heating and air conditioning companies. Um, most of them we never see or hear from or compete with. And this might sound rude to some, but mo most of these guys are, are like uh, mosquitoes to us. Every once in a while they show up, they get in our way, they bite us on the arm, and you know we, we have to basically kill them. <laughs> um, but we do have a few competitors who are in the same mindset as we are, or similar mindset, I should say. And uh, so we go up against them. And we, we still know how to beat them, but, um, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, most, for the most part, good competitors. Um, what will make, um, you know, not only do you need to understand your competitors so that you can understand your market, you also have to track these other businesses and their activities. So I say all the time, it's really easy to find out more about your competition because if you can find out how many trucks they have, you can just about tell how much revenue they do. If you can f somehow find out how many people are on their team, and sometimes you can just Google their name with the BBB after it, and you can find out how many people are on their team or pretty darn close. And you know about how much, if you figure this one out and you figure out how much per person that an average company does per year in that trade, then you can tell just about how big they are. So there's a lot of different ways to find out things about your competitor, and I recommend that highly. And number four, how will I market my business and how will people hear about me? Now I get this, I get asked this one quite often. How, how do I market? What do I do? Where do I advertise? How much do I spend on advertising? Well, I'll tell you that that's very, very important. And if you don't have some sort of plan for that, um, you're going to crash and burn pretty fast. Um, so you've got to have a plan for that because I'll tell you this, um, a very high percentage of people who start their business after they've done work for their friends, for their family, and for their church, they're out of business. And then they're going, I thought this would work. I had so much work at the beginning. Well, most people do. Because once you put the word out, hey, I'm thinking about starting my own business, the guy, you know, your friend says, hey, well, I need a new furnace, or hey, I need some electric rain, or hey, I need some plumbing done, or hey, I need a bathroom remodeled, or whatever. I need a new roof put on, whatever. So once you do work, a very high percentage, now I'm talking 80 to 90%, folks, once they do work for their friends, family, and church, they're history. They're out of business. And then they got to go find a job. Happens every single day. So that's why you got to plan a little bit for this. That's why you got to know um, what, what am I doing? What's my plan? I, I, I can't just go buy a truck and then go out there and do a couple jobs because once those couple jobs are done, then what? So planning, strategy, very important. Now, I'll say this. I've had a couple guys come to me um, and I, I, were, I was interviewing them for a job. And I might have asked, what do, you, what do you see yourself doing three years, five years from now? And there's been a few that said, I want to open up my own business. 
and they were um, transparent enough to say, I want to open up my own business. Um, did that keep me from hiring them? Not at all. Um, because I flat out told them, if you stay here three, five, six, seven years, you will learn enough to go out and start your own business and be very successful. If you think you're going to come in here and work one year and walk out of here and start your own business, you've probably only learned 15 to 20% of what you need to know to do that. And that's very serious because so many people are so gung ho to go out there and start their own business before they're actually prepared to start their own business. So just something to think about. Um, and then we go back to knowing your target audience. Who are you going to target when you market? For, for us at McAfee, it's residential. I mean, that's our baby. It's 90, our business is 95% residential. And for 31 years now, we've been serving our community and making homes comfortable and making air clean. And that's what we do. And we deal with Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner. And when we get do done with a job, uh, we get paid in full. And I like it that way. Um, if you're going to do commercial work and you're a startup and you're self-funded, because I, I think it was Mark Cuban that said something like, if you think you're going to go out and get a loan to start a business, then you're a fool because um, few banks will loan you the money because of a high percentage of businesses that go out um, without collateral, without you signing over your house and your kids and everything else. And by the way, that's another thing very important. Um, like I said, when I started McAfee, I didn't have any kids. So, I mean, worst scenario, I, I went out of business. Um, and, and I went back to work. Um, if you have kids, it's it even requires more planning. It even requires more savings. It even requires more um, experience and education and learning more about a small business and how it works. Just because I'm a good, the majority of, of, of heating and air conditioning companies go out of business because of this reason. It The guy was a great technician great technician and thought he could do it on his own, but he knew nothing about business, nothing. And he found that out within the first three to six months. And then he was history. And then he went back and had to go ask for a job back, or he went to another competitor to get a job. And that's basically how it works every single day. So the next question was, how soon do I show a profit? And I'll tell you, that, that's a great question because probably not as soon as you think. I mean, if I worked a year and a half without drawing a paycheck, uh, why do you think that is? Uh, there wasn't any money in the account. Had there been tens of thousands or hundreds of thousand dollars in my account, I probably would have said, hey, maybe it's time to pay myself. Um, but there wasn't. I worked hard. I scrimped. I scraped. Um, I was very frugal. I um, I can recall only drawing uh, $20 out of the company here or there. And that was really just to take my wife out to eat sometimes because she was supporting me for a year and a half. Um, so when are you going to show a profit? Well, you know, although I, I started out with $274 in a used truck with no air conditioning, by the way, um, my wife did support me 
and um, I didn't show. I don't. I don't think I showed a profit um, probably until the fourth or fifth year. Uh, I didn't show a profit, and uh, uh, th- that's just the way it is. That's called reality, folks. And I have coached companies who have been in business ten years and sh- and still are not showing a profit. Um, now, once we get them on track and we get their finances on track, um, we get their spending habits on track, and um, you know we get their um, financials in order and their balance sheet in order, all that kind of stuff. Um, eventually, they're going to start showing a profit, and we got to get their pricing in order, um, spending and and uh, pricing uh, very important for profit. Um, how will I define success um, after the first year? Well, that's a great question. Um, however, I don't know if I would say the first year. I, I might say the first three to five years. Because I remember after a year, um, I didn't think I was a success. I didn't know if it was going to work yet. Um, again, I was scrimping. I was getting... I. I hired um, a home warranty company to get more calls. Um, And those calls weren't profitable at all, because if you've ever done work for a home warranty company, you know it's their job to not make you profitable, but to rely on them. And that's about it. Uh, That's why I always say use them to get started, get get your trucks in the driveway, get your stickers on furnaces or breaker boxes or water heaters or whatever you do. Um, but once once you get going, you got to get off that, or uh, you'll be uh, you'll be on that for forever, and you'll never be able to get off of it, and it's not profitable at all. I know companies that are that are uh, do a lot of work for these home warranty companies, and and they have some employees, but they're not profitable at all. They're they're just barely getting by, um, and I don't want to get by. I mean, I want to prosper. I want a nice big profit. Uh, I like uh, in the 20 to 30% profit margins. Um, and some of you have have those and some of you have 10 to 15 and those are fine uh, during certain times. Um, but I'm, if I'm going to do this, it needs to be profitable. And I hope you think the same way. So how will I define success? Well, you you find, I don't know. Everybody looks at success differently. I mean, success could be drawing... Um, if, if you made 50000 last year in your job and you can get to a point over, over two or three years where you're drawing seventy five to 100000 um, out of that and you're, um, you're, you're able to um, you know, draw that out of the company for um, income um, for your family, then that could be success to you. If, if you're able to hire um, two, three, four, five, six, seven, I don't know. My 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 uh, my experience and my philosophy is a little bit different than a lot of companies. Um, I only hired one person a year for the first fifteen years. So in fifteen years, I had fifteen people. Now, when I talked to someone yesterday, a company yesterday, um, he's been in business ten years and he only has four people. Um, now he wants more, and we're going to work on that. We're going to figure that out. Um, make make a few adjustments and and uh, you know make some things happen for him but he's been in business 10 years and he has four people 
and he's wearing every single hat, and he's completely fried, and he's working 80 hours a week, and he doesn't get to see his family at all. And by the way, if you think you're going to start a business and have more family time, you've got another thing coming. Because if you want to operate a successful business, you've got to be all in. It's either all in or go work for someone else. Like I said, you'll make good money working for someone else and you won't have as much stress and you won't have, um, you won't have the ish financial issues. Well, you, you still might if you handle your money wrong, but you won't have all this responsibility and all these financial issues and this responsibility and the, and the responsibility of paying someone other than yourself. <clears throat> Running your business isn't all about the money, um, but you can't do it without it. And um, so where do you see yourself in a year? Where do you see yourself in three years, five years, 10 years? Um, will you, will you have, will you hire one employee a year or will you, will you stay a one man shop forever? And there are guys out there that are very happy being a one man shop. Um, however, in certain businesses, you can't leave the shop. You can't go on vacation. Who's going to cover for you? Um, so it's a very rare business where you can actually leave and come back. Um, I've often said we're a 24 seven emergency service company. And sometimes it would just be nice to make widgets because if we just made widgets, we would take off two to four weeks a year all together, close down the company, stop production, go on vacation, not worry about a thing. That's an ideal situation to me because I don't make widgets. It just sounds good because when you're 24 seven, someone's got to be there and cover 24 seven. Um, and it is what it is. So, you know, will you have um, one employee, five employees? Uh, what kind of profit margins are you going to have um, in the next, you know, 24 months? There's an old saying woodworkers used to say, um, you know, measure twice, cut once. Um, and that ad attitude can be applied um, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. And by doing some research, getting enough experience, planning ahead, saving money like you've never saved before. If you can't save the money to prepare to go into business for yourself, then you should not go into business for yourself because you will fail. It's, very, it's, it's proven time and time again. 99%. You don't, if you don't save any money and you're self-funding yourself, which is really the only way to do this, you will fail if you can't save money prior to opening up and putting out your shingle. Um, so you can reduce your chances of failure by preparation, saving money, um, working for someone in that industry and learning everything about what to do and what not to do. I, I always, I have to laugh sometimes when people say I'm going to start up an electrical company because I've got some electric experience. I've got some electric training. 
well, have you ever worked for an electrical company? No. Then how do you know, how do you have any idea how an electrical company operates? If you've never worked in a handyman place or a construction company or a heating and air or a plumber or a roofer, how do you learn what to do or what not to do or what to do better? I know when I, when I, when I left my last company, I was determined, I was laid off. He ended up going under three months later. I was determined I was going to do things differently than the last two companies I worked for. Number one, I was going to market and advertise better. Number two, I was going to handle my finances better. And number three, I was going to surround myself with smarter people than me. And I've never had an ego about what I don't know about business because anything I don't know, I can find out. I've learned a hard way. I've, there's been a lot of bumps in the road. I've made a lot of mistakes, but that's what's made me successful. And, and that's what I've learned from. And that's, that's all I know. You know, if there was some easy path to success, you wouldn't learn anything. And it would be very, it would be very confusing and it, it just wouldn't be right. I just don't know of anybody that's not had any, um, had an easy path. I don't know. Um, you know, even if someone's dumping money into your account, um, you're not learning anything. It might be keeping you in business, but you're probably not profitable. So just some things to think about because there's a lot, there is just a lot to think about before you go into business. Now, is the American dream still possible? Absolutely. Even with, even with what's going on today, the American dream is still possible. And you can go out in the United States of America and start a business and succeed and provide jobs and risk your capital and be very successful as far as earning a good living, saving for retirement, whatever it is, um, putting kids through college. Uh, I know of someone who has uh, a very small business who saved enough to put all three of their kids through college um, with less than 10 employees. They saved and they uh, put three kids through college. So anything's possible. But if you don't plan ahead and you don't have a plan, and I'm not just talking about a business plan. I didn't have a business plan. Um, but I had some ideas in my head that I had to know this, this, and this before I could get to that point. Um, and I started taking classes right away and I started reading books right away. Um, and I was, I, now nothing I did was easy, but again, I was blessed that we didn't have kids yet because I don't know how it would have worked had we already had kids. And um, there were many days where I'd start at, I'd be out at my office at 7 a.m. I'd be at a job by 8.30 a.m. And I didn't get home till 10.30 or 11. So I wouldn't want that type of environment every day if I had a, a children and a full family. My wife, bless her heart, uh, she is old school as far as enjoying her husband to work. She likes a hard worker and she has not ever, never, complained about me working long hours. Never. I've never heard that out of her. She appreciates it. 
She appreciates it. She's told our kids when they were little, daddy's working so we can do this, this, and this, so we can have this, this, and this. And they learned that and it's never been a problem in our household. So today, when 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 um, spouses or um, significant others are complaining about someone working a little bit of overtime, it's really hard for me to deal with because I've never had to deal with that. Um, my wife's always been blessed that that I work, and it's been a great atmosphere in my home, um, even when I work a lot of hours in the past more than I do today. Um, so anyway, I hope these things help uh, starting your own business. If you're considering starting your own business, um, if you just apply these six things, um, it will make a big difference in your success, whether you make it or not. Um, but you've got to want it. I mean, you really got to want it. And if you want it bad enough, then you would have planned properly for it. So as always, have a great day carry on, and I'll see you next week.